0: On today's first round KO, we continue our NFL season preview with the AFC East. And me and Connor are a little tired, a little out of it. We go on a lot of tangents in this episode. I seemingly got worked up a lot over probably nothing, but it's fine. I think it's kind of entertaining. I get pretty worked up on a lot of topics on this one. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Connor Moore. And not only am I the unofficial spokesperson to the gospel of the soon-to-be reigning, defending, undisputed NFL MVP Deshaun Watson, I am also very tired.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I do not regret why I am tired. Not, not in the slightest bit, I don't regret why I'm tired. But I am tired. <laughs> I have so much stuff to do that by the time this podcast is released, honestly, I'm still going to be asleep because I'm so tired, knowing I have so much stuff to do, but, but, I am here, I am functional, relatively speaking, (laughs) and this and the countdown is now to one more show that I will be recording on Skype before I am physically back in Whitewater, recording the show, in the studio, and all will finally be right with the world.
0: (laughs) It will be great. Um, And I'm also very exhausted because not only did I work this morning, but I immediately left work and went straight to Milwaukee to the Brewer game and watched the entire Brewer game screaming my lungs out because all of my favorite players played. Um, and then drove home and yeah, just had it, it's been, a, it's been a long day. Um, so Agreed. if either of us sound a out of it or be like, we're losing our minds, it's because, because we are, we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say though, and anyone who knows, you know, weddings, anyone who's been to a wedding and is of age <clears throat> and everything knows that. The morning after weddings just feels like you walked through the seventh gate of hell, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I will say it was a lot of fun. It was an absolutely beautiful weekend, a beautiful wedding. Congratulations to Matt and Alexa. Uh, I almost teared up at this damn wedding. Aww. And I'm not even related to any of them. And I almost, because Aww. the, I mean, the, the wedding and the reception and everything was beautiful, right? But during the actual wedding ceremony. Uh, Matt was at the altar and when the bride, Alexa, her name, was walking down, I literally looked over and you can literally see the groom, like, start to, like, choke up and everything and I'm standing there, I'm just like, I'm gonna freaking, I'm gonna start tearing up and I'm not related to a single human being here and I don't care. I mean, but it was a very beautiful wedding. I mean, everybody looked phenomenal. I'm just very glad to have been invited to go, you know, you know, as as a guest and yeah so it was it was was a great wedding uh i definitely paid for it (laughs) (laughs) In, in the morning and then the long day of travel to get back to illinois but all worth it and now i gotta pack up everything and i have 48 hours to pack up everything and get ready to go uh go to whitewater so Yay me.
0: (laughs) Yay, and yay football because we have had a really exciting week of week three football, um, preseason, week three football. But we are going to continue our football, our NFL season preview, and we are down to the last two divisions. We only have this this episode and Wednesday's episode, and then Friday's episode will be a special playoff episode predictions episode to wrap it all up so to continue our divisions predictions we go to the afc east now for my history on the afc east i'm going back to 2000 because when you get before that you get the colts in there and then it just gets all confusing so (laughs) since 2000 the patriots have won 15 Out of the last 17, well, so out of the last 18 even to it, but I, you know, 17, whatever, um, including the last nine years, they have won the division the past nine seasons. They have been in those uh, 17 years, in those 18 years, they have been to eight Super Bowls and won five of them. Now, the Dolphins have won twice in, they won two in 2000 and in 2008 and then for their Super Bowl history, you have to go all the way back to Super Bowl 7 VII and 8. Cool. Fun facts cuz I did not know that they even won those. Um the New York Jets won the division back in 2002 and they also won Super Bowl 3. <laughs> yes, 3, the third one. After the Packers, they were the first team after the Packers to win. So, 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 so that's cool. And you have to go all the way back to 1995 to before I was even born to see the last Bills division win. <laughs> 1995 was last time that the Bills won the East. Um, so you have to go, and, they, and we all know the Bills Super Bowl history. They've been to four, and they lost all four of them. Now, last well, one of the
1: best teams. That was one of the best teams in that entire four-year stretch. that have never won. Oh they yeah, they deserved at least.
0: Two. Well, it's really funny, too, because when you look back, when I was looking back at the history of it, um, before the Super Bowl, and then, you know, even the first five or six years of the Super Bowl, every, every Super Bowl included an AFC East team. Like, even before the Super Bowl, like, the Bills won, like, three championships, and then the Super Bowl started, and the so then the what was it the jets won and then the jets were in it again and then the dolphins were in it or something like that like everyone it it was just always involving so they were pretty dominant early on and now now it's pretty top heavy because uh so last year 2017 the standings were the patriots winning the division at 13 and 3 second place was the buffalo bills at 9 and 7 Third place was the Miami Dolphins at six and ten, and the Jets finished last at five and eleven. So we are going to start with probably the best team. Uh, <laughs> I say I say that like there's another option, the best team in this division, the New England Patriots. And spoiler alert, woo woo! Spoiler alert for anyone who's listening: the Patriots are going to win this division. <laughs> But stick around to hear why. Connor, what do you think about the Patriots?
1: Do I have to?
0: <laughs> yes, you do. You don't have to mention he who must not be named, but you at least have to talk about the rest of the team.
1: They're going to win the division. Why Why do, Why do? am I even – what do I have to break down about this?
0: You're right. The Patriots are going to win. That wraps up our episode today. Connor, take a set No, I'm just here.
1: <laughs> why – this is just so. <laughs> Let me get this out right now, in case anyone hasn't figured it out by now. If am listening to me on Hawk Talk or anything, I despise the Patriots. Every fiber of my being. There is not a single bone in my body that would that would want them to win a game, ever. And yes, there are people out there that's like, oh, you like you
0: would root for.
1: You would root for the Packers over them? I will do I will do that day in and day out till the day I keel over. I will root for a peewee league football team. I will <laughs> root for Alabama actually I won't hey, go that far. I won't go Roll that far. Tide. <laughs> Don't you ever Actually, yeah, yeah, no, I I, I hate L M as much as I do the Patriots. So let's just um, put it this
0: way: if the Bears and the Patriots played in the Super Bowl, I would cheer for the Chicago Bears. That's how much I dislike the Patriots.
1: <sighs> I don't even really, I don't even really know why I'm, I have to break this one down, honestly, because it's kind of just like you know what you're gonna get. I'm, I'm just gonna get it out here right now. This is the biggest question for me about this team, and that's pretty much it. Because it's a solid team up and down. The defense came alive at the end of the season when you know they're one of the worst ones. So I'm gonna break it. So I have two questions for them. One, who's someone's got to come out of this receiving core? Someone's got to help them out. Hmm. Yeah, sure, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, Philip Dorsett, all these guys. But I, yeah, uh, I, I just I still think Tom Brady just has a bunch of glorified slot receivers on on that team.
0: Well, it's funny because they had Eric Decker.
1: And then he retired. Yep. <laughs> so the biggest question for me is the relationship between Belichick and Tom Brady. Bill Belichick uh, is, without a shadow of a doubt, the greatest mind in football uh, today. He's the greatest mind in football. And you, I want, that relationship was supposedly getting really sour between him and Tom Brady and Robert Kraft and all that. So I wonder if we're going to really see those elements pop up again and if it's really to come out to play, and if it's going to combust this season, and then and then a combination of that would be how Tom Brady's going to play. You know, he's he's in the he's in his forties now, and Father Time is undefeated. So that's that's the biggest thing right now. I don't want to say it all, but it basically, all the issues ten quote unquote issues hinge on some form of Tom Brady involvement, as far as his relationship with Belichick and the owner. And his play. And, you know, I know he just won the MVP, but again, part of the time, undefeated. We'll see how he does. But that's literally all I have to say about this team.
0: All right. Um, yeah, so this, like I said, the Patriots, I, I won't even wait till the end of the show. To, to, the Patriots are going to win this division. I don't think it's even close. Um, Belichick is the key to this team. Because, like you said, he's the greatest of mind in football right now and possibly ever. And, Agreed. And as long as he is the head coach, this team is going to continue to win. I don't care who's that quarterback. I don't care who's playing defense. He will find a way. He has turned some of these running backs that he has pulled off the streets into fantastic like Pro Bowl run, running backs. And it's been amazing. So, I honestly, as long as he is the head coach, I think they're going to continue to win brady (sighs) i despise this man but i have to give him credit he has his he's beaten father time longer than most other people however i expect a drop off this year and i think everyone should watch out for it because even last year and even the year before when they beat the falcons you could see that he is not the same guy that he used to be. Brady was missing a lot of like slant passes. He was way overthrowing people. He was leading them to, he would miss wide open receivers. And, you know, when you think of Brady, you don't think of missing wide open receivers. So I I honestly think that, I, I think that his age, obviously he's catching up to him. And I think this year specifically, I think we're going to see a drop off in his quarterback play. Now, before I continue with their defense or with their offense, we're going I want to talk about the defense because this defense while it was decent late in the season, if you really look at it, especially in the playoffs, they played the Titans with Marcus Mariota and then they played the Jaguars with Blake Bortles. It's two okay quarterbacks. And then they get to the Super Bowl and they play a backup Nick Foles. And they allow 41 points and lose the game. To me, this defense is a little, little iffy. Especially because they're losing their defensive coordinator. I think Matt Patricia was the key to that defense. And losing him, like I've been saying for all these offensive coordinators that have left teams, I really think that this defense is going to see a... A, a decline at least for this season or at least for most of this season they're gonna it's gonna take a while for them to bring in a new coordinator even even with this fantastic coaching staff that Belichick has I think it's still gonna take some time for them to find a new coordinator obviously they have one but like get him in there and have him actually figure stuff out with this defensive uh group because and and still like their defensive line is decent Trey Flowers is pretty okay. Lawrence Guy is pretty okay. Adrian Clearborn can still play. So like the D-line is pretty decent. Their linebackers are decent. Donta Hightower is one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. I like him a lot. Um, And Kyle Kyle Van Noy is no scrub either, obviously. Um, Their safeties are really good. Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung, two fantastic safeties. But then at cornerback, it kind of starts to slip. They have Stephon Gilmore, but he, I don't know, he... He played really good at Buffalo, but Buffalo has always had a really good defense, so like we we'll, now he has a chance to be the number 1 guy with Malcolm Butler gone. So we'll see how he can he and plus I don't think he has a lot of help, so we'll see how he can perform this year. Um yeah, and like I said, with this defense is still going to struggle especially because of that almost lack of talent that they that we usually see out of the Patriots. And because of that la- that loss of Matt Patricia, um, there's going to be a reset period after losing a coordinator, like I always say. Now, the offense is going to be okay. Because Brady and Belichick are there, they're going to be good. But most importantly, this offense is going to be good because they kept Josh McDaniels. This guy is an offensive genius, and he knows what he's doing because look at what he's used over the past however many years. He's had Tom Brady... Which, yes, give Tom Brady credit, he's he's a pretty good quarterback. But, look at the running backs that he's had to work with. Look at the wide receivers that he's had to work with. He's basically, the last three seasons, he's basically had four slot receivers <laughs> trying to play wideouts. And Josh McDaniels has made this all work. Keeping Josh McDaniels is going to be the key to this team this year. Uh, and plus, obviously, Brady and Belichick, but we'll see how they work together. Um, at running back, they're pretty actually set. They actually have like a decent running back core. They have James White on Wisconsin, who has kind of stepped up and been their main guy the last couple of years. Rex Burkhead, a guy who they got off the street and made a pretty good guy. And Jeremy Hill, who's slightly proven on other teams. So like, they'll be able to use both or all three of those a lot. But honestly, like they could, I think Belichick and McDaniel's could make Bob Wiley a starting running back in this league. Like they're just they're just that good at creating stars. For any of you who don't know who Bob Wiley is, just Google Bob Wiley Browns Hard Knocks and you'll see. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fantastic. Um, at wide receiver, they don't have Edelman to start the year, and now today, well, yesterday, today, as in when we're recording this Sunday, Eric Decker retired. So, now they don't have Eric Decker at receiver. So, Brady is going to have to use Chris Hogan and Cordero Patterson, basically. So, we're going to have to see someone step up there. O-line is okay. I'm interested to see how they protect Brady because that's going to be an issue to Brady's health now that he's this old. Obviously, Gronk is going to be great if he can stay healthy. Overall, offense is going to be fine. Like I said, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. And, like, the offense is going to help them or make them win games, basically. Um. But not be I—they're not going to win games because of the players. They're going to be winning games because of coaching. The players are formidable at every position, but the coaching is what's going to put them over the level. And defensively, the team's going to struggle, especially with the new coordinator. But ultimately, they're going to figure stuff out because because Belichick's check's amazing. Watch out for the Brady drop-off. That's all I have to say. Anything you want to add?
1: No, not really. Division. <laughs> I, 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 I really just don't have much to say about this team. Yeah,
0: because
1: it's the same thing that I felt like I've said the last two, three, four years now. That's fair. I I am worried that Brady will drop off this year. I don't I don't think it's going to be as steep of a drop off, but I think it has to start. It, he, he's got to. He's by the times got to start winning eventually, right?
0: You so. would think. All right. The Buffalo yeah. Bills, the Buffalo Bills. What do you think about the Buffalo Bills?
1: I was on their on that bandwagon so hard with the end of last season. with
0: Nathan Peterman. <laughs>
1: oh no, <laughs> horrible quarterback! Absolutely horrible. How they decided to start him over to Rod Taylor, I I I I I don't understand. But now, you know, with them drafting Josh Allen, who. I think should be the starter right away, but it's either going to be AJ McCarron or Nathan Petterman. I would say at this point, you you, you kind of backed yourself and they, they backed themselves in a cor- in a corner here where they dra- Josh Allen's obviously the quarterback of the future, but you paid AJ McCarron that money and that's that starter money. You, you went out and got, but for AJ,
0: <clears throat> sorry, AJ McCarron is hurt right now. I believe he was hurt last oh, week or something.
1: Right. So, so if he's, if he's healthy by week one, I would say he's the starter. Yeah, and then Josh Allen. I, I, I guess you can live with him as the number three quarterback. But he he looks like a guy who could be ready to go. He looks like a guy who could be ready to go. But apart from that, this is a team, offensively I think has some good pieces there. I mean, obviously Shady McCoy at running back. You know, still effective. Not not who he was in Philly, but still very effective. Kelvin Benjamin, when he decides to, when he wants to be good, he can be. I I still think he's just very inconsistent, and he was the last wide receiver we should have heard from about about whining about quarterbacks and everything this summer, because it's not like he's been an absolute world class <laughs> wide receiver. I true. So there's that. Charles Clay, tight end, really good piece. Uh, the the line The line is good. It's it's pretty. Uh, Formidable defensively, I, this team shocked a lot of people last year, and I—they're I, a very underrated defense. They're they're a tremendously underrated defense. I think that if you don't pay, if you don't give them enough respect, they will wreck havoc on you know most offenses in the league. So I think this is a team that has a lot of pieces there. You know, they definitely showed that they have the capability of making of, you know, (coughs) playing playoff football or playing to get them to a point of playoff football and everything. But the obviously it's the biggest question mark is the quarterback situation. Who's going to go into week one and how healthy is agent McCarron? I actually just looked into
0: this. He's actually healthy. (laughs) He returned to practice. Yeah. So. All
1: right. So it did. You know, it's, in my opinion, it's AJ McCarron's the guy, but is he going to stay the guy the entire way through? And who's going to be next to line? Is it really? Is it going to be McCarron, then Pet- then Peterman, then Josh Allen, and then obviously, speaking of Josh Allen, how long is it going to take till he plays the season? Is he going to play the season in the regular season? So this is a this is a good it's, this is a it's a good team. I don't think they're going to make that push like they did last year because I just think. Too many other teams in the AFC got better for them. Right. Uh, for them uh, to have the same record, even have the same push as they did last year. But you know that's why the games have to be played. But the biggest question mark is the quarterback position. Other than that, I love the coaching staff, I love the talent on this team. I just it's a quarterback's league, though. We've stressed we've stressed that so many times on this show. So. We'll see, what they, we'll see what the answers are going to be in that position going forward in the rest of the season because whatever answer they gave us at week one, I highly doubt we're going to see the same answer really up to, I would say, week six. I think it's going to be a carousel at quarterback this season.
0: In my opinion, I don't know why Nathan Peterman still has a job in the NFL. Yikes. <laughs> he, he looked terrible at starting quarterback. He did not look good at all. Like he had that four interception first half, which was insane. And then he, you know, Tyrod gets hurt in the playoff game against against Jacksonville, and then Tyrod or Nathan comes in. He has like a fourth down run of like two yards, and then throws an interception. <laughs> I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he's one of their big cuts come regular season. And they just go with McCarron and Allen, or maybe they keep him on the practice squad. I don't know, but to me, Allen and and McCarron are good enough. I think McCarron is a solid guy. He hasn't really gotten a chance because he's been behind Andy Dalton his whole career so far. Um, dude out of Alabama, and I th- really think that I think that he he could be a solid guy. I I don't think he's anywhere near the level of like a good quarterback or a great quarterback or anything like that. But he could be a solid guy. Um, he could be a Nick Foles or a Case Keenum, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So, but I do personally, and this might be this might be because I listened to part of my take. They might have swayed me, but I really think that Josh Allen is the future of this Buffalo team. He, his, ten, he really does look ready. Preseason wise, he looks pretty ready to jump in, and honestly, he's just a perfect fit for Buffalo his hand size and his size in general are just perfect for the cold weather elements in Buffalo. Like obviously it's harder to grip a cold football, but it's a lot easier to grip a football when your hands are huge. So like that's going to be able to balance out. I think the size really helps. I, I I just think it's a really good fit. He, he seems to fit the, the Bill's style of play. So I, I really think that he's the future of this team. I don't know how much he plays this year because like I said, I think McCarron can be a solid guy. So If he can be solid and win like one or two games in the first six, I think he continues playing. But if they, you know, if they don't win any, I could see Josh Allen going in pretty quick. Um, LaShawn McCoy, underrated, completely 100% underrated.
1: Which is so weird. Which to is think about so Sean weird. Sean McCoy
0: is now underrated. Shady McCoy, and it, it's weird. Well, it's because he's he's just forgotten about. Like there's there's these other younger guys who who come into the league, and it's like, oh, Le'Veon Bell is so patient, and Zeke is just a monster, and like, but but then you look at McCoy, he's never really been hurt, like ever, <laughs> and he's been a fantastic, like, consistent running back. Like it's just it's it's insane. Uh, so he he obviously helps his team a lot he's gonna help either quarterback that's in there and Kelvin Benjamin I do want to get my two cents in about this because I do believe that he was slightly justified in his comments about cam Newton because all he said was that he would have he might have played better or he might have been a better wide receiver if he had a precise quarterback which his yeah.
1: best season
0: came with Cam Newton he only played one season outside of cam Newton <laughs> but
1: and I mean, it doesn't help that he I mean, a he showed up to camp to to training camp weight. He's always hurt. And yeah, no. The he was just heavily inconsistent. Okay,
0: Sorry. but his point and what I think is true is that if you put if you would have put Calvin Benjamin on the Saints or on the Packers or even like the Patriots or a, a team with a pocket passing accurate quarterback instead of Cam Newton with a big arm, I honestly do believe that Calvin Benjamin. He would have put up even bigger numbers.
1: Okay, so he's saying the exact same thing every wide receiver who's employed in the National Football League. And yeah, guys, he was why, just taking. Like, why, why is, ba- he, but, he was basically but,
0: ju- he just wanted to take a shot at Cam. Like he literally just wanted to say stupid. that Cam was. Yeah, apparently they didn't like each other. That's fine, but I think he was justified in his comments because Cam really is not precise. <laughs> well,
1: if he was really ju- if he was really standing by his comments, he would at le- he would at least stood his ground when Cam Newton went over there True. and approached him instead of. I don't know. Calvin Benjamin is the big. Like, do something. My, my thing is like, you, you can talk all this talk if you want. Do something.
0: Yeah, he needs to have a big year but this year. He's
1: done. Nothing. He better. Yeah. Then all that time he's like, oh, okay. He needs to. I was like, you, you don't have an accurate quarterback on your roster as it stands right now. <laughs> and what are you going to do? So true.
0: Um. So yeah, I'm interested to see Calvin this year. He better put up or shut up.
1: Uh, I have a funny feeling he's not going to put up at all. <laughs> But that's
0: just me. Charles Clay is really solid tight end. Offensive line looks okay. Defensive line actually looks really great. Uh oh, yeah. well actually I should I should change that. The, the, the defensive tackles look great. Kyle Murphy and Star LeToolet. Fantastic. Kyle Williams, you mean. Kyle Williams. What did I say? Murphy. Kyle Mur yeah, no. <laughs> Kyle Murphy's that trash offensive guard for the Packers. <laughs> um yeah, Kyle Williams and Star Tulole. Fantastic tackles. The ends are yeah, The Trent Murphy and Jerry Hughes. The, uh, Jerry Hughes, I guess, is, is okay, but that, that'll be interesting. I, they'll be able to stop the run more than anything on that line. Um, Tremaine Edmonds, rookie, middle linebacker, I think is going to be fantastic. He's a really athletic guy. He's going to be exciting to watch. Cornerbacks are going to be good with Tredavious White and Vonta Davis. I think they're going to be really good. Safety, Michael Hyde, has been incredible since he left Green Bay, and it makes me really upset. But he he has been a really good player for them. Overall, this defense is really good, but the offense is probably going to struggle, like you said, because of the quarterback. We we we've stressed this every show. Quarterback play is huge, so we're honestly going to have to kind of wait to see who the starter is, because it, it it is like I honestly do think it's a quarterback battle that is going to come down to the last minute on game day. Um, if it's McCarron, he can be solid, but we really don't know because he hasn't. Really done anything? He's come in late moments, and for you know a two, game or two when Dalton is out. So it'll be interesting. If it's Josh Allen, I don't think he's going to be great right away. There's going to be a grace period, like there is for most rookies. So I don't. To me, this Buffalo team isn't good now, but it has a bright future. All right, Miami Dolphins. Let's jump down down to Florida. Still in the East. Connor, what do you think about the Dolphins?
1: Well, the real Ryan Tannehill please stand up? <laughs> like, 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 honestly. Like, oh, sorry. We... Oh,
0: see, he was trying to stand up, and then he tore his... Sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> honestly, the guy... It's reached a point where I don't know what I want to say about him. I mean, he has the arm. He has the talent. He can't stay healthy. And then, it's, and then consistency is a problem. And... You know, and he comes in the camp, you know, healthy and everything, is like he's starting to take a role in being a leader, kicking players out of the huddle, things like that, trying to fortify himself which is good, which is what you want is your quarterback, but what are we going to get of Ryan Tannehill? And I, I mean last year I won't really count, you know, the new the first year of head coach Adam Gase in a way because you know, he didn't have his franchise quarterback with him. He got but hurt. he had
0: Jay Cutler though. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and that is true. He had Jay Cutler, and Cutler's best career—you know—some of his best numbers came in the form of Adam GaSe. But exactly, in my honest opinion, I think Jay Cutler mailed it in when he, like, even though he came That's out, out probably, of retirement probably. and everything, and and Adam GaSe swayed him to come back. I, I, I honestly thought he, I think he was he was still retired, but he was, but he was—he was just, <laughs> he was just out there
0: playing for fun. E-
1: exactly. Yeah, you I know, he had, doing. and he had some good games, you know, and he. You know, he I believe they beat the Patriots and and Cutler looked really good. It's like a Monday
0: night game, wasn't it?
1: It was, yeah. That was a really
0: fun game to watch, actually.
1: So I mean, don't get me wrong, Jay Cutler did have some really good performances and everything, you know, but at the same time I still thought that he mailed it and I think he was look he was looking forward to the end of the season more than anything. So but now you have your actual franchise quarterback with this guy who everyone, you know, called the quarterback whisperer and everything Mm. so
0: Mm.
1: we're we're going to see now if this is true or not we're going to see what Ryan Tannehill we're going to get here his receiving core he's got Danny Amendola which I thought was a good pickup from New England but he's getting up there in age so I do but I do think that helps out receivers like Devontae Parker who is a jet my goodness yes you know, Laramie Tunsil. They got Josh sitting now on the line to fortify that. As I'm sorry. Well.
0: Are you not going to bring up Kenny Stills a wide receiver?
1: I'm getting there. Show, getting show some
0: damn respect.
1: <laughs> getting to Kenny Stills. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Easy. He, he, fan club? Are you a part of? But yes, Kenny. Yes, Kenny Stills. I mean, this the receiving core on this team. I will not miss Jarvis Landry at all. They are. Completely fine with him gone. Yes. With him being with him being in Cleveland now, there's a wide receiving core that can definitely hold their own.
0: Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Landry. But, oh, no disrespect. But, yeah, to him yeah, at these all, guys he's are a still a
1: wide receiver as well. But, yeah, I, sti- yeah. but Stills and Devontae Parker have really, you know, made names for themselves. And Danny Amendola is Danny Amendola. So you know, there's not again no disrespect to Landry, but. This core will be. I think they would have been completely. They would have been really good had they kept all three. That obviously would have meant they didn't get Amendola, but still, on the defensive side of the ball, an underrated defense. You just, you just look at the talent on this defense, and you know, you you wonder how much, how often they can really put it put every everything together. It's a very underrated defense. Kiko Alonso, Cameron Wake is one of the best. One of the league's best defensive ends. You know the defensive tackles between Jordan Phillips, Devon Godshow. I don't know. I believe that's how it- I believe that's how it- you pronounce it. Godshow. Uh, Akeem spent underrated defense. It's an underrated defense that has the capability of being really good. Now I don't think they have. No, I don't think they're going to be a lights out defense in the li- like the likes of. Jacksonville and some others, but this again is a, a defense that I think is not—it's not as underrated as as I as I believe Buffalo's is, but still I think it, they have the capability of being one of the better defenses in the league. Although I although I think that I think that award, so to speak, is for is reserved for a team that we haven't talked about yet, and they're the last team that we're going to talk about. Mm. But, overall, overall, the one of the words that we used to talk about certain teams were potential, right? Hmm. This that That's the word that I'm going to slap on the Miami Dolphins here. They have the potential to make some noise, to make a push for a wild card, to maybe, maybe push New England to the brink of it, potentially, but we're gonna see. This is this is officially year one of the Adam Gase era on the offensive side of the ball. Now that he has Ryan Tannehill, assuming that he stays healthy the entire way through, so we're gonna see what what he's gonna do. I expect a big year offensively from the Miami Dolphins because of Adam Gase. Because we know the type of coach he is, we know that we know how quarterbacks play with, play under him, and Tannehill has the tools, and we just talked about that that wide receiving core the line is the line is plenty good enough to keep tannehill off his back we're gonna see what they do this is officially year one of the adam gaze era for me
0: i could not disagree with you more and i'm about to give my 100 percent honest opinion on this dolphins team I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't trust him at all. Not one bit. And I don't think he has given us any reason. I don't think he has given us anything for anyone to think otherwise. He has, Can't he, say you're wrong. He has shown p- slight potential. But even when he does that in the same game, he will show you why he will never reach that peak. We just saw it the other What's night. Up? Sounds like Jay Cutler already. We just, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> quarterback whisper is not really, not really working out, is it? Uh, um
1: <laughs> Whatever. I I just said Cutler mailed it in last year. That doesn't but, count. But you also,
0: but Cutler was under Gase before,
1: <laughs> and he looked. That was his best year, minus the year that he took us to. What AMC, did I was going to say?
0: But what did he do? What did he do other than take you to the NFC Championship?
1: We've had a – you know, don't talk about our coaching staff. You know, I'm just we saying. We haven't gotten it.
0: Cut. I, I, To me, a quarterback whisperer – <laughs> Jay Cutler has
1: – you know, in comparison, you know, when Jay Cutler, I guess, was at this stage of his career that Ryan Tannehill was at, you knew what you got with Jay Cutler. Like, you knew you had the big arm, the mobility and everything. But with gunslingers, you know there's a risk and reward factor. But
0: I don't know with what Ryan, you get with, with Tannehill.
1: Ryan, that, that's what I was like exactly about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say. Right. Like, even though I just said that there that he has potential, <laughs> and I and I expect a big year because he kind of has to have a big year, in my opinion.
0: You know what I expect? We, you know what I do we, expect we out of Tannehill? Hill? don't what I, know what to
1: expect out of Tannehill. But, there, there's uh,
0: one thing that I expect out of Tannehill every week consistently: a Sports Center Friday night or Friday, not top ten playlist. At least one play every Friday. Out of Ryan Tannehill, that's what I expect out of him. We just saw it the other night when he tried to throw one of the easiest dump down passes I've ever seen, and he just the ball just slips out of his hands. Like, come on, it's preseason. It, I don't trust him at all. I really don't. And honestly, Adam Gase, the quote unquote quarterback whisperer, I don't know. Jay Cutler is not a really good resume builder. as far as that goes but no, we'll see but i i do agree that I, there is potential I see,
1: what, I see what you're saying there but i'm just looking at how jay cutler really underperformed and and granted maybe we only got right one I, I, i'm not saying
0: when i bring up jay cutler i'm not bringing up jay Cutler of last year i'm bringing up the bears jay Cutler under adam gase. Right. okay
1: right and, and i mean adam gase in general i think is a, he he has a very creative offensive scheme wise like looking past the quarterback position
0: okay the way, off-
1: the way offensively when he was the offensive coordinator with the Bears, the the, the, the Chicago Bears offense made I was it made me want to watch because it was a little bit more inventive
0: so, so to speak. I don't so, know exactly how this works, but he's the head coach and he, mm-hmm. he has an offensive coordinator. So how much of the offense is actually his? And how, how can you trust a different coordinator to call plays within your system this is a genuine question
1: i think i mean I, I think that goes into when you know when he put together his coaching staff I think, okay you know for instance i'm gonna use a i'm gonna use a bears example here maybe not the greatest thing but john <laughs> uh, but but still like it's, yeah, it's no. the best thing i can kind of think of here because when when the bears hired john fox you, you knew you you knew the resume that john fox had you know de- you know decent to good offensive but he's mostly a defensive guy right and that and that show because with his hiring of Doyle Loggins and everything, the offense wasn't anything special. It was more so you know run the ball and everything, which was fine because we had a Jordan Howard and everything like that. Right. But then you know he goes out and finds you know these great defensive coaches and other assistants and everything to help to help that out. So I think Adam Gase, I guess to answer your question, yeah, he has an offensive coordinator, and I think somewhere there had the ideals have to align somewhere. And, yeah. and even if and and, if, and even if they don't, I mean, he's he's the head coach now. He doesn't really have time to solely focus on offense. He's got him. Oh well, yeah. He's he's got to look at everything. But I do think that some of the ideals that he has are similar, not completely the same, but similar enough to where the where he where the offensive coordinator just goes ahead and call and calls all the plays. Because I don't think he just hired a different. Coordinator and just told him, "Okay, go
0: rogue." To me, oh. in my opinion, that's that's why a lot of coaches work better as coordinators instead of head coaches. Todd Haley, for example, fantastic offensive coordinator, but he wasn't a great head coach. Like no, it was, it was, a lot of guys have so, to, so head coach. Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys have to focus on one thing. That's that's where my problem falls with Adam Gase. Like, there's no doubt that he's a really good offensive mind, but. He can't focus just on offense, and it's hard. I think it's hard for him to because he can implement a system all he wants, but if the if the guy who's calling the plays doesn't necessarily one hundred percent get it, or if he thinks he he can run it better or something like that, there's not necessarily like it's it's not completely Adam Gase's offense. So that I don't know. For, that's where I have the struggle there.
1: Well, it's the same. Well, well, it's the same offensive coordinator that was. I mean, it's the same guy that was there. He, it was also an ex-Chicago, ex-Chicago Bears <laughs> coach. It's Dowell Loggins. So I, those two definitely know how each other work. Right. That's a, I, I think I'm they, just – They yeah. definitely understand how each other work. So they definitely complement each other in that regard. Okay. Because, you know, they they used to work together. You know, Gase as the quarterback coach and Loggins as the offensive coordinator. And th- those two combined, you know, they – they made that offense fairly
0: lively. I'm just saying, so. the quarter. Who was the head coach of the Dolphins before uh, Adam Gase? Do you know? No. Joe Philbin, former and now current offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Not
1: the greatest head coach.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. I like, he's a great offensive coordinator. He's fantastic. He made, you know, he made. Jordy Nelson looked like. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) That would have pissed a lot of people off. I was going to say, don't. I'm just saying he's a really good offensive coordinator, but it didn't translate well to an offensive or to a head coach. It just didn't work. So then he had to go back to being a coordinator. I think some. That's what I'm
1: saying. This year is really year one of it because he had had a Jay Cutler. I mean, granted, he got the best out of Jay Cutler, but, but. You had a Jay Cutler that was essentially half-assing it all season long last year.
0: Tannehill, so, Tannehill, better come into the season knowing this offense top to bottom. I would because hope so. he has I had a full agree. season on the sideline to study it and get to know it. So I completely agree. With you. Honestly, this is a this is like the end-all, be-all season for Tannehill. I think. I think it's. I think it's playoffs are bust for the Dolphins. <laughs> And Do you honestly, think that's a
1: reflection on Adam Gase, or is that more of a reflection on Ryan Tannehill, both throughout his, since his career,
0: both. Okay, I think more. I think more Ryan Tannehill. Okay, I, I. think. I even. I think Adam Gase could still get a head, or not a head coaching job, but an offensive coordinator job if this doesn't work out for him. But anyway, <laughs> to continue with the offense. Wide receivers, fantastic, like you mentioned. Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, I think are great, but neither are a number one guy. That's where Danny Amendola comes into play. I think Danny Amendola, fifth, even though he's kind of a slot guy, I think he's able to fill, at least from a veteran standpoint, he's able to fill that top receiver role really well. So I think that's going to help with those with those other guys too. Kenny Stills isn't even too young. He's been in the league for a while. But still, like I think Amendola is going to bring a good veteran presence to that receiving core. <laughs> I have written in my notes 84 year old Frank Gore is running back. How is he still playing football? Honestly. <laughs> he's actually only 35. But still, like, feels, that's really.
1: It feels like he's a
0: lot older. <laughs> that's really old for a running back. Um, So to me, that seems like a reach pickup for the Dolphins, but that's beside the point. Hey, they, they, somebody. they seem to make running backs work. I'll say that. They had Jay Ajayi, they had Lamar Miller. I just, I don't know. Maybe they'll they'll probably still be able to make Frank Gore. I'm gonna say I was gonna say they they got a little bit out of Arian Foster yep. after
1: yep. after his big heydays with the Texans there, and man, they're able to squeeze a
0: little bit more out of him. Yeah, so I think Frank Gore will probably work for him. To and to me, when I look at this offensive line, other than Josh Sitton, who's fantastic, former Packer, and Laramie Tunsil, who I think has a lot of potential, I think he's already great. Oh yeah. To me this offensive line doesn't look fantastic, but I could be wrong.
1: Oh, it's oh I never said it's fantastic. No, I, I mean, know. It's I, good enough to keep Tannehill off his ass. Uh,
0: debatable. <laughs>
1: we'll see, I guess. It could be worse. It, it could be a lot worse. You're right. Worse. It could I be mean, a lot worse. Um I mean we you, you gotta agree with me there. I suppose that, I mean, it's not the greatest line. It but helps it helps that enough. those
0: two it helps that those two are left tackle and left guard. Right. It's the blind side, I guess. So that helps. Um Jordan Cameron and Robert Quinn will make some noise on the defensive line. Like those two are absolute monsters. I can't believe Robert. I can't believe the Rams let Robert Quinn leave. But whatever. Honestly, Kiko Alonso. Besides not knowing where the sideline is, he's a solid middle linebacker. Um,
1: I was wondering if he was concussed at that, and that's the case. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that joke. Like, I legitimately wonder if he just got his belt. No, right honestly, line. yeah,
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Um we'll get back to that cuz I I'm going to bring that up later. Defensive backs to me look weak all seven of them. I doesn't look impressive to me at all. Here's my op- honest opinion. I I'm not even looking at this team this year. I don't think this team will be good this year because like I said, I don't trust Tannehill. and if you don't have a good quarterback, those receivers can't catch anything and Frank Gore is not going to be able to do anything and I don't think this defense can stop anyone. Overall to me, in my opinion, This team looks like a rebuild failing. And it all started when they drafted Ryan Tannehill. And that is my honest opinion on these Dolphins. I really am not impressed with this team. I think once this Tannehill era is over, once they find a different quarterback and build around him, then maybe they can start doing something. But I think while they have Tannehill, they're going to be stuck in either inconsistent quarterback play or – different quarterbacks playing because Tannehill's hurt so i think they need to move on
1: do you think do you think they go after a quarterback in uh after after this season in the draft
0: yes because and we'll get to it after this but i believe that they will have one of the top picks next year in my opinion so yes if they have a if they have a top five pick they need to draft a quarterback if they don't they need to trade up and draft a quarterback <laughs> Unless Tannehill comes out and has a showing par- a showing out party. But I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, they, they paid him that money. He better at some point, man.
0: Yeah, well, look at Brock Osweiler.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't he the backup? He's on the roster. <laughs> He's on the roster. So you basically have two wow. Ryan Tannehills on the roster.
0: Wow. Okay, that's enough. For the, that's enough for the Dolphins.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, I think, I think that the Brock Osweiler mention just gave you all the comedy you needed for the rest of the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh really hard. Okay, Connor, what do you think of the New York Jets? I don't know why. <laughs>
1: I really don't know why. But I've always had this weird appreciation for them.
0: Is it because they had Favre for a season?
1: I. That's that is a contributing factor, yes. And any, and you know, people who know me knows that I grew up. Even though I'm, you know, I grew up a Bears fan, crazy big Bears fan. But Brett Favre was always one of my favorite players. That of my was the one season up. That
0: was the one season of my life that I didn't cheer for Brett Favre.
1: So not even the you didn't you cheered for him during the Minnesota ones?
0: I have a I have a Brett Favre Minnesota jersey.
1: Oh, wow. yeah I always thought, I always thought that was sacrilegious I for, for I
0: God. was a child so it was okay
1: <laughs> I still think that's sacrilegious but eh. what do I know I'm, what do I know I'm a bear's fan who ends up converting to a bandwagon Packer fan by week six so that's, that's sacrilegious. sacrilegious exactly. that anyways anyway. um,
0: I really really
1: really really want the Jets to be something good I really do and the biggest thing for me, or one of the biggest things for me, is I think they need. I think they should start Sam Darnold right away. I think he. I think, I think he's, he's ready. Yeah. I, I he I think he's more than ready. The guy is the guy has been looking good. With, they could have put him out there with the practice squad, and he'll make them look elite. The guy the guy looks ready to go. And I mean, he's in good hands with Josh McCown sitting at his backup. Now I know that leaves out Teddy Bridgewater, but i I, I don't think he I don't think he ends the season with the Jets. I think he gets shipped somewhere.
0: I wouldn't mind in, it,
1: in, in my honest opinion. I, <laughs> Jacksonville, I, I, because he's a because he's also he he shown in the preseason, even when he came, in the cameos that he had, and when he came back from that horrific injury, he still got it. So I think. I don't he does, think yeah. he and I don't think he stays on this New York Jets roster. And if he does, then I mean, you have a good you have two excellent security blankets. Yes, but I think they I think Sam Darnold should start. Right away, I think he should be the Week One starter. The wide receiving core is mainly led by Jermaine Curse. I do like Quincy Anunua and Terrell Pryor. Robbie Anderson's a pretty serviceable wide receiver say, as well. Robbie Anderson? I mean, he's not great. Hey,
0: he's not, pretty good. Yeah, he put up numbers. Like he put up numbers with McCown at quarterback.
1: Well, I, mean, I think we just rag on McCown way too much, honestly. That's true I That's think I think he's, I think he's better than anyone just really one th- I'm, He's better than what a lot of people want to admit I'm not saying he's elite but he's I mean the fact that he's done this numerous times He's a
0: serviceable quarterback
1: Right the yeah. fact that he's done this numerous times and he still just kind of gets disrespected in a way it's kind of like come on now it's like fair. what does he have, like what does he have to do so does that defense it wasn't that long ago when you think of the, the of the defense for the Jets and you just think they're just smash mouth, gonna knock you out the park. I'll tell you one thing, though. I really love the pick, uh, the Jamal Adams pickup.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You know, the... talking about making the defense better. You have that, Morris Claiborne there at, at corner, back, Tremaine Johnson. I really want this team to be something, man. I really want them to. I really, really want them to. <laughs> I don't know why, but. I've I've always really liked the Jets. Well, not really like the Jets, but I've always kept an eye on them. And the defense is—it's they're either they're either really good or they're or they're Swiss cheese. And offense, I, I they have their guy at quarterback. I don't know why they're even entertaining the thought of not him being a backup going into Week One. Sam Darnold is the guy right now, honestly. And I'm looking at the running back position and. The first three are all pretty decent. Isaiah Crowell, Bilal Powell, and Thomas Rawls. Oh, I, forgot I mean, about yikes. Rawls. I mean, man, good for them. <laughs> you know, They're Lawrence solid. Tom- Lawrence Thomas as well as the full. This team, honestly, I'll give the Jets this, that I think I maybe gave a little bit too much to the Dolphins, because you are right about the whole Ryan Tannehill thing, and I do completely agree with you there. And, this, and despite Tannehill having more weapons around him, than I think Donn or Bridgewater should be Darnold, but whoever's the weak one starter has around him, I trust all three of these quarterbacks on the on the Jets more than I do with Ryan Tannehill, even though Tannehill has a has a better supporting cast around him. And potential is potential is a word that I think re- really rightfully deserves to go to the Jets instead. There's, there are pieces in play here in almost every skill position that you really need. And I think that, you know, cause eventually the Patriots down, the Patriots reign is going to, it's, it's going to crumble. Hmm. The, the empire has got to fall eventually. It They always do. And when that day comes, the two teams that I expect to come knock, to really come breaking those walls down, to really expedite that process of taking down the New England Empire is Buffalo with, you know, with Josh Allen and and this, the culture that they've instilled there in Buffalo. I do think, you know, I, 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 I still stand by what I said saying that I just think there's too many team, teams that got better in the AFC for them to make a really big postseason run, but. That doesn't mean they don't have yeah this year exactly, but for long haul wise that team is really solid. So there's Buffalo and then there's the Jets. There's so much promise with both of these two teams.
0: I completely agree.
1: So, you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I think the biggest question mark here is when is the Sam Darnold show going to take effect, and can that defense really round itself out? It's a good defense; they're not great anymore they do have their inconsistencies where like i said they can be absolute just swiss cheese you could drive a truck through them if you really wanted to but they've added but they've added pieces there to really fortify that this is a team where maybe not this year but in the next couple years especially when new england starts to fall off expect the new york jets to really come knocking on the door to challenge for a wild card or maybe even a divisional crown the the the, the Bright, bright days are coming for the New York Jets. Very, very bright days are coming.
0: So, here's my opinion on Sam Darnold. And it seems to be, especially nowadays, seems to be an unpopular opinion. But, I personally believe that all rookie quarterbacks, I don't care how actual NFL-ready they are, I believe all quarterbacks should sit at least half of a season, at the very least half of a season, and sit behind a guy, especially I can think three names off the top of my head, Josh Rosen, um, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Darnold, all amazing potential, uh, potentially going to be fantastic quarterbacks, but they all also have another quarterback on the roster who has played for multiple teams and multiple years. Why not let those veterans play with this team for a half a year, while also in practice and during games, teaching this young quarterback? I'm. I'll just. I'll target this at the Jets. Why not have either? I think Bridgewater because I think Bridgewater is fantastic. But have Bridgewater or McCown play for the Jets, and have both of them teach Sam Darnold? You know, after plays, during plays. During practice, all the teach him all the ins and outs of the NFL. Let I him. See what,
1: I see what you mean, but I'm going to bring up the exact same point. I think I brought this up when we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, when we were talking about when we were talking about Josh Rosen, whether or not even if he starts or plays, I'll I'll, I'll use Darnold in this in this case. Yeah, talking about the Jets, whoever his backup is, and I think the one who's who's best served who's best served to really. Be that mentor is Josh McCown here for obvious reasons. Right. It's not like the backup sits there and just has a derp face on the sideline no. and just and, and he's I, just like oh wait the, the starting quarterback's hurt, put me in coach. And I they understand still, that. they still play a very integral role because I mean they still get that teaching and everything, whether or not whether whether or not McCown plays or not.
0: Right. I'm not. I'm so, not, so not saying. I see what you. I'm not saying right. that the, that they wouldn't get taught anything. What I'm what I'm trying to say is. I don't want them to be thrown into the NFL week one. I want them to live in NFL schedule for a couples, you know, get used to the routine, get used to the flights, get used to the locker rooms, the stadiums, just get used to the NFL life in general, get used to the locker rooms, get used to the routines because it's so much more intense than college football and plus yes, practice and it's... studying and everything like oh, yeah. this is your life now. You don't. Yeah, ha- you don't have to focus on school. You don't have to focus on any extracurriculars. You only have to focus on the NFL. I personally believe, even if it's for a week or two or three weeks, like I don't think cor- and if, or rookies should start re- week one because I I honestly what you're, believe.
1: What if you're on a team that doesn't really have a clear cut? What if you're on a team that doesn't really have a clear cut answer at? May- let's not even really say. Actually, yeah, I'll just use quarterback. Because I mean. Star wide receivers and everything else—they they get thrown into the—they get thrown into the fire right away—and I'm completely okay with that, and I and I like that. But let's say, let's go with Baker Mayfield, right? Okay. Let's let's say the Browns still had Deshaun Kaiser on the roster. You know, they didn't pick up Terod Taylor at all, at all. You know, they just went with whatever. Okay. And there wasn't a clear-cut answer at quarterback, especially at quarterback to be the guy, the franchise guy. What? Why not start him? I mean, I know, I, I see what you mean. Like they have to get used to everything. But they have that entire summer. That's their Preseason also plays a role in that as well. And whether or not the player plays or not in the regular season, they're still getting used to it regardless. Especially because I think even th- them themselves as well, I think they expect that they're going to get that playing time sooner rather than later. Because when they're drafted in those positions... They're straight up being told, like, "Hey, you're, you're the guy."
0: Well, that's the other you, thing you too. You are the
1: future face of the franchise.
0: If they, in my mind, what I what what I think goes through their mind, if they get the if they get to start week one, it's like, "Oh yeah, they drafted me for a reason. They know I'm the guy." And he's just gonna go out there and play. But if you don't start week week one and come week five, you're still sitting on the bench. It's like, okay, what the heck? Like I, I'm supposed to be one of their future guys. Then come week six when you finally get to start. You're gonna go out there and prove yourself. You're gonna go out there and say, "All right, here's my shot. I'm gonna show them why they drafted me so high. I'm gonna show them why why it was a mistake just sitting me there." Like I, I
1: don't. Well, know. Why is it Why is it different? Why is it different for them to go out there in week six and prove why they drafted them in comparison to week one?
0: Cause, I mean, because we, still, because because then, the then, it like the then it feels but like it's getting Then it feels like it's getting handed to them, though.
1: I I I, I don't. I, not necessarily it's it wouldn't be hand i don't think it's handing it to them if you're if you're drafted and you're right there like you as baker mayfield the number one pick in the draft that's not just handing it to him obviously he's still got to earn it and everything in preseason i'm not i'm just saying like right away when when training camp says nope our number one guy's a starting quarterback i mean he's still got to earn it in preseason and all of that but Regardless if he started week one or week six, he's still gonna have the rookie label. He's still got to prove why they drafted him that high, or maybe why a team traded up, or so, so to speak. You know, it's even even here in Chicago, it's a big thing. was like the, Mitchell Trubisky now that he's about to be finally the week one starter. even even, the, even though he started, I think what I think he the started majority
0: around, of the games last year.
1: Right, I think he started around like week four, week five, and everything. But it wasn't because they just waited around and everything. That's just because
0: they spent because money on another uh, guy. Right and a la I, the I, Browns, a la the Jets with Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Right, and, but but uh, Mike Glennon was just trash. So they had, so they figured, you know what? If we're gonna suck, we might as well let our star guy go, or, or not our star, but our our face of the franchise take his lumps, and it worked well. I I, I I see what you mean, but I still I still think that you can't you can't sit and protect guys that you draft for the you drafted the purpose of them being the franchise guy they have to take their lumps they like they absolutely have to at some point and i think the sooner rather the better so they get comfortable with that and then they have the rest and then they and then they, they can just go out there and play ball
0: what <laughs> what week did deshaun watson start playing for the texans
1: Was it like two three
0: was it that early it was early okay still why didn't he start week like, one? Not like,
1: because I think Bill O'Brien's an idiot, and <laughs> everyone thought Deshaun Watson should have was should have started week one. But I don't know.
0: Well, and then he <laughs> went in and balled after you know week two or week three or whatever, whenever week well, he yeah, started. Because,
1: yeah, because my
0: he went in there and proved himself. year old
1: sister is better than, he proved himself enough. He's a national. He's
0: a national championship-winning okay. quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, I I think it's beneficial to quarterbacks specifically like to to just wait like you don't need to be rushed in there's a reason in the real world that we have internships and that we have you know you start you don't walk into a job and you're the boss day one you know like you have to learn the ropes you have to understand the business you have to understand what's going on in the office i i personally believe that it's 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 just not good for a quarterback's career as a whole. Like it's going, I think it's going to hurt more than it's going to help. Just throwing him into the fire week one. I really believe it's better for them to wait it out. And like I said, even if it's only for a half a season, it doesn't need to be a full like you have to sit week one or the year one. But even if it's for half a season, let the veteran guy take over and just let him learn the ropes. I don't know. That's just I think my it just opinion.
1: Depends on personnel. You, you mentioned that the you mentioned that the Texans last year and why and why they went with Tom Savage before they went to Deshaun Watson. Really, that was just really just a ticking time bomb. You all knew Deshaun Watson was going to be a quarterback, <clears throat> a quarterback relatively early, because yeah, Tom Savage is serviceable as a quarterback. You really expect him to hold off a Deshaun Watson, whereas a Sam a Sam Darnold, he has quarterbacks that have the playing ability to be like, okay, we're going to play to make sure that you don't start. No disrespect for you, Darnold, but we've been here, we've done this. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna play it out for it. Like Darnold is in a position where if the Jets do decide to sit him, they can. Like they, they can because they're they're fortunate enough to have a Josh McCown and a Teddy Bridgewater for now. I think they ship Bridgewater, and in my opinion, you can you can you can you can get more for Bridgewater, and I in Bridgewater in my opinion deserves to start somewhere.
0: And I, yeah. So I guess my final point, and I think because I think everything that you just said applies to Sam Darnold, I don't think this Jets team is ready yet. So I don't think you should, I don't think you should shove your starting, your future starting quarterback into what isn't a complete rebuild yet. So that, that's the ultimate reason. Like everything I said is in general, but the ultimate reason for this specific situation, I don't think the Jets are completely ready. I think they're almost when there. You... Yeah, I honestly, Can I'll, I'll get to it. When... I'll, I'll get to it at the end because well, I only end. talked okay. about the quarterback position. Um, <laughs> so I'll get to it at the end. But I do believe that they're close. Okay, so let, I'll go through this real quick. Todd Bowles, fantastic head coach. He
1: Agreed.
0: he he's one of the co- one of those coordinators who transitioned very well. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, Isaiah Crowell, okay at running back. He'll be a solid. Robbie Anderson, fantastic. I hope they keep on to him for Sam Darnold, um, because that he's just going to be a fantastic weapon. Tight end, meh. Offensive line, meh. Leonard yeah. Williams is good, but not enough help on the defensive line. Linebackers, meh. Corners, okay. Jamal Williams is going to be a star. I uh, j- Maybe not this season because of I don't know if he has a lot of help on the defensive side, but he will be a star. Overall, this team is correctly rebuilding. Unlike the Dolphins, I believe this team is rebuilding – very correctly, I think they're doing it right. But and they, they have
1: the right—they have the right guy to lead them, as you exactly. mentioned. Exactly, I think
0: they have their quarterback of the future. And yes, Todd Bowles is at at head coach—I think he's doing great. Personally, one or two big drafts slash free agency off seasons, like I, this off season, if they can draft a really good, like one or two really good guys, and maybe get a free agency pickup, or maybe two—you know—draft one good guy, get two free. I, I really do think that they're a couple guys away two two guys on defense and maybe a star running back or something or a decent running back even like I I don't know if Isaiah Corral is your future running back you know what I mean but like no
1: but I think he's decent I think he right. definitely fits that decent running back
0: right but yeah but do you see what I mean I think they're two two or three star not stars but two or three really good players away from being a really good team like contending right. with the Patriots Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really do believe that, but that—that's ultimately why I don't think I think Bridgewater should play this season. Maybe not the full season. You know, maybe throw Sam Darnold in for the last five or six weeks. But I—I I believe Bridgewater should start this season, and they should just play this out and wait, wait on Sam Darnold because I think the the experience in the NFL will only help him grow. It's—I don't think it's a bad thing to sit. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Let's get to the actual predictions. Who do you have at number four, Connor? Miami. <laughs> good.
1: Miami. They have, like I said, offensively, they're Tannehill. The reason why I said I expect him to have a, a good slash big year is because, one, he really has zero choice at this stage of his career now. He's officially hit the crossroads now of, of, of his career. And two, just the weapons around him. But honestly, yeah, I think this team the Miami Dolphins one season you think, oh, they're they're on the up and up, and then the next are like, uh what happened here? <laughs> it's it, it's it's back to square one. Yep. And even though I expect slash hope Tannehill has a has a big year, you know, because for his for his label as face of the franchise of the Miami Dolphins it hinges on it. The probability of it happening, <laughs> you know, it's, it's eh. It's eh, I, I, yeah. yeah I, I do think that in this upcoming draft class, or even in free agency-wise, I think that they need to go get a better quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They need to get a guy who can – they need to get a guy who Adam they, – where they just give it to Adam G- Gase and the company and be like, all right, who do you want? Who do you want to lead this franchise? Who will fit the system? Who, you know – because at the, at this stage of the game, is Ryan Tannehill really your guy going forward? Exactly. I don't. I I don't know. This is a team where I think a guy like if the Jets do offload Teddy Bridgewater, which I expect them to do, if the if they want to trade it, if they are comfortable trading him into the division, you could send Teddy Bridgewater to Miami, and I think Bridgewater will probably overtake the starting job eventually. Mm-hmm. Really, you could send Bridgewater in almost half the league, and he should rightfully deserve the start.
0: Yeah, that's but, fair. I
1: have Yeah, I don't In- consistency is a problem with the Miami Dolphins, so that plagues that's gonna plague them. They finish fourth.
0: I have the Dol- I also have Miami, obviously. Um, Dolphins two and four. Yikes. I really I and I did the two same two and fourteen, f- you mean? Or two and fourteen, yeah, that's what I meant. I I, I did the I did the same thing that I've been doing. I went and counted wins and losses, and honestly, two was generous. <laughs> All I have to say is The Miami Dolphins Are now on the clock First overall pick Who do you have at three?
1: New York Jets Like I said They are there The potential is there And when when the Patriots downfall You know when that empire starts to crumble I expect the Jets to be right there Ready to tear down whatever wall is left in that empire they're getting there. Yeah. They are so, so close. And I, and I don't think they're ready to make that push and make that next step into com- competitive. They'll be competitive enough. They're not going to be doormats this season. But I don't think they'll reach the competitive levels as the number two team that I have, in for, at least for Yeah,
0: this year. that's my thought exactly. I, honestly, I, I also have the Jets three. And like I said, I think they have a lot of potential and they will be good in a in a year or two with Sam Darnold at their quarterback. But this year I don't think I think they're still in the middle of the rebuild and I don't think they're as far talent-wise as Buffalo. I don't think they can compete as well as Buffalo. So for that reason I have them pretty low. And honestly their their schedule's pretty tough. I like I tried to give them as many wins as I could. I have them at 4 and 12. That's with Bridgewater as quarterback in my mind also. cuz I honestly believe that i don't think he will start the whole season but i think he might, I, whatever i have them at four and 12 because i think the other two teams in this division are fairly are really good and the the rest of the jet schedule is pretty tough so i think they have i think they have a rough year but it it's only going to help the rebuild honestly so all right like i even have to ask who do you have at number two buffalo yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know how much i even have to say i have buffalo at two i have them around eight and eight just because i'm not sure about the quarterback play but their defense is going to be really good so they'll be able to win you know half of the games (laughs) like i think um but i i think they're going to be right there when new england ultimately collapses and i'm not even going to make you say it honestly connor we both have new england winning this division It's simple as that i don't think we have to go into more go into it anymore (laughs) We don't. I have them at 10 and 6. Yes, only 10 and 6. All right. Enough of that. Uh, Wednesday, we will wrap up our division predictions with the AFC North, my favorite AFC division, and you'll see why when we talk about that on Wednesday. And then, like I said, on Friday, we're going to be doing a special playoff predictions episode for Friday, and then that will wrap up our NFL uh, predictions. So, before we wrap up, let's do some segments. Winners and losers. Connor, who do you have winning?
1: The WNBA. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That came out of nowhere for me, right? <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy watching the WNBA, and right now they're in, they're in the playoffs. Ooh. Right now. And okay, I'll admit. I will outright just come out here and admit that a few years ago, you know, I even though I had my favorite players in the WNBA because I always kind of have because you know I also watch women's college basketball every now and then. Oh yeah. I did not give the WNBA a whole lot of a whole lot of respect. I didn't watch it. I didn't really care for wanting to watch it. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, whatever. And, like it, it just didn't appeal to me. Uh, it didn't it didn't really occur for me to really watch it. And then recently, the last few years, I've, I've been watching a lot. of things, But <clears throat> I really just encourage anyone to watch a WNBA game on TV. Like the next step for me is like I want to go watch. I want to go watch a live game next year, and I hope I can. But like it's so good. the The league has grown. The league has definitely grown, and everything. You know, from talking to some of my friends who do watch the WNBA and and everything like that, just just watching it, it, it's it's grown. The popularity has grown. And, It's 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 awesome. I won't even lie. It's it's great basketball. It is great basketball, and I'm a little bit upset that it's taken me the last couple years to finally realize this. So, if you if you're still on your basketball kick, if anyone still is still like has that itch for basketball, you know, until NBA training camps come, watch the WNBA playoffs right now. They're in the conference finals. It's it's crazy in case anyone in case anyone's kind of wondering on the east side i'm rooting for washington because i really like elena deladon
0: yeah I, i love her great
1: i'm so mad i never got to watch her when she was part of the chicago sky but i love elena deladon Hell yeah. Also, props. Uh, shout out to Brianna Stewart was one of my favorite college basketball players for UConn. UConn yep. She just she just won league
0: MVP. So. Oh, really? That's awesome. She, she, she won league MVP. Yep. She was great to watch. I really liked her. Cool. Uh, my winner today: preseason football, because according to Cam Newton, preseason football, according to well, according to Cam Newton's actions, preseason football is now more important than the freaking Super Bowl. For those of you who don't remember, in Super Bowl 50, Cam Newton had the chance to dive on a loose on a fumble, on a loose ball during the Super Bowl, but did not. Just watched it. He just he just stood there and watched other people dive on it. So we we kind of figured how much he actually wanted to win the game at that point. But on Friday night in a preseason game, Cam Dove head first for two extra yards. And got upended and landed on his head. How does that make any sense in anyone's mind? <laughs> this is also a hashtag mad about it because ah, <laughs> it oh, it makes me so angry. Like you won't in a Super Bowl, like on a drive that ultimately decided the game. You won't dive on a loose ball and keep possession for your team, but in a preseason game. You'll risk a head injury for two extra yards. Oh my! Mm. So yeah, winner is preseason football because it's more important than the Super Bowl now. <laughs> Who do you have losing today, Connor? Oh wow! <laughs> are, you, are you good? I'm, I'm coming down. I'm I'm are, all right. Are you, are you good? I'm all right.
1: I uh, I uh, just just making sure. I'm just I'm just just making sure. Okay. <laughs> Just, just checking on you. All right. Um, my loser. I'm supposed. I'm supposed to pick a loser. Yeah. Right. Here, right? Yeah. Um, the New York Mets because they're the easiest pick to be losers. But uh, remember when they got yeah. absolutely destroyed? Or I think they lost what like 20 runs. By against oh, i like, yeah. against the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. I guess apparently today they what they lost like what 15 nothing. Yep. To to the nationals to the
0: nationals again, yeah.
1: <laughs> the nationals who decided to mail it in a few days ago. <laughs>
0: the nationals who have mailed it in all season except against New York. It's super no. weird.
1: Okay, I'll give I'll give I'll give you that one, but <laughs> oh, no, I, aren't I, they I, I, like five
0: hundred? <laughs> Pretty sure they're the, like five hundred, something
1: like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, it's it's reached a point now where I just feel bad for Met for Mets fans.
0: Yep. Like I I really do. Yep.
1: Like I mean, I know that fan, I mean, I know that we're not back I mean we're not good at all right now. You know, and I'm of course I have to sit through every every idiotic Cubs fan that it was like Uh-huh-huh. like oh so, oh you do all that talking while you're finished with a season division and I hit everything like that blah 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 but yikes. Man, I mean, I've already I mean, I've gone on I think I've gone on record on this show and on Hawkeye saying how obnoxious I think Cubs fans are. They are very and the fact that we might be in a stadium full of them in a, oh in a couple God. Of, in about a week—I
0: I, don't—I'm know. not looking forward to that, honestly. Remind me to
1: remind me to buy a, a flag that has the letter L on it, please. I really want—I oh. really want that
0: one. I—I I, oh. I want that flag. That would be savage. Uh, anyway, it, but if I, you know, at least the White
1: Sox have a promising future.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the hell. Happening, <laughs> like, Dude, they're waiting bad. on Tebow. And I man, feel horrible. they're waiting on Tebow.
1: Honestly, at yeah, this rate, you might as well just, just skyrocket him to the majors. I, I think mean, he's
0: injured. The,
1: yeah, I don't, an injured Tim Tebow, I would, <laughs> I would still be good on the major.
0: If anything, he'll sell you <laughs> tickets at this point. <laughs> I,
1: I'm literally just waiting for them to pull the trigger on it and just have them go to the majors. I'm waiting. I'm just, I'm really, really waiting. I'm still surprised. I haven't amazing. bought me a, I'm still surprised. I haven't bought a Mets Tim Tebow jersey. That's the only Mets jersey Ooh. I'll buy. That might have but, to
0: be a full send. But uh anyway, yeah. it, it, it,
1: if you think your team is bad and you're rebuilding, at, it, at least you're not a Mets fan. And if you are a Mets fan, <laughs> Wow, I do not feel. I feel sorry for you, but I don't feel sorry for you because it had better you than us. (laughs)
0: Speaking of feeling sorry for, speaking of feeling sorry for fan bases, my loser is Kiko Alonso. (laughs) Get it because he plays for the Dolphins. Um, Oh my god! (laughs) Like I mentioned earlier, like I joked at earlier, Kiko Alonso. After I believe it was a third down play, so during it was during a field goal attempt, Kiko Alonso ran to the Ravens sideline and stand next stood next to John Harbaugh. And then you I love the like go go watch the video because it's actually really entertaining. Like Kiko's just standing there like winded, and he's like, Oh man, can't believe we stopped him. And then all you see is three Ravens coaches around him, They're just looking really confused, and then they all just start pointing at him like, hey, Hey, refs, get him away from our side. What, what's happening right now? John Harbaugh is just looking at him, just laughing so hard. It's really funny, actually. But Kiko, come on, dude. <laughs> come on, man. We, I'm, I'm just saying, the Kiko, the Kiko thing and the Ryan Tannehill play, I think that's going to be a good summary of the Dolphins season. That's all I'm going to say. All right, before we actually wrap up the podcast, one last thing from both of us. Connor, what's your one last thing?
1: Um, My one last thing is rather unfortunate because during Sunday, during a qualifying Madden 19 mm-hmm. tournament in Jacksonville, there was a mass shooting. I believe it was four confirmed casualties. And the the suspect is someone who was a part of the tournament and who lost the game and I guess returned in a fit of rage and open fire. And I could go on new I could go numerous amount of places here. I could go to places like why you know this, you know I don't want to say ends the argument, but it just shows to so show that you know it's not violent video games don't make people violent and everything like that i could go down the length of maybe this was a mental health thing maybe he suffers uh something suffers uh some form of disorder in his men- in mental health or anything like that i could also go down the, the line of this is when people you know take video games too seriously like i know i like to joke around about how mad and rage inducing fifa and everything drives me but it's just a video game, you know? I mean, you'll never see me, you know, return back to Whitewater and start, like, drop kicking people because I lost a game of FIFA. Um, I'll just reserve, I'll just fling my controller across, across my room. That's fine. But it's just, it's unfortunate. You know, it's very unfortunate. You know, you really, you really almost have to wonder where can you go now? And, and to feel fully safe, you know? You can't even whether it's schools now, whether it's malls, now a video game tournament. I mean, I could go down gun reform, this, you know, restrictions, that, all of that, but I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not here to get, to get ultra political. I think I've done enough of that, you know, with all, with all the the racism stuff that we've talked about before in the incidents that have happened in sports, but just from a just from a human being side of things it's 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 awful to see these type of things and it's i do think that changes do need to be made but for now it's 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 unfortunate you know and i really am praying for those who are affected by this but it's it's just a damn game like honestly like it's just a damn game I, I, it, it sucks that this had this literally started because of a video game yeah so it's it's ridiculous man it's it's absolute it's sickening it's really sick it's
0: completely sickening and i am glad you brought that up i was meaning to bring that up um and i think i speak for both of us when i say our condolences go out to the friends and family of the victims and anyone affected in the shooting um yeah it was very heart-wrenching news and very like you said just sickening just absolutely terrible news that came in, coming into the sports world today um <clears throat> on a lighter note uh I do have it's some news I guess you could call it coming out of the WWE so my I'm one listen so, yeah <laughs> so my one last thing is the reason Roman Re- Roman Reigns won't be going anywhere anytime soon so apparently the latest merchandise numbers oh. came out recently.
1: Oh. oh, I've seen this, yeah.
0: And apparently John Cena is no longer number 1 in merchandise sales. Apparently Roman Reigns has now passed John Cena in merchandise sales. I can't say I'm surprised. Me either. Cena pops up every just I was going to say because now and then. Cena's not full-time and Roman is, so like that just it makes oh, sense.
1: But it seems like it's kind of like a like a like a duh moment. It, it just feels like everyone's blowing up because it's it's Roman Reigns, but it, but,
0: but here, me, here's it the reason. Like here's the reason it's such big news though, because now now it's confirmed that he is making WWE money and like he bo- he actually boosts ratings. Obviously now he's the champion, so he's going to boost ratings. But apparently he helps house show sales. He helps apparently merchandise sales. So now this only confirms every everyone's fears that he's not leaving the top of WWE anytime soon. Anytime well, soon.
1: Yeah, but
0: I, I mean, yeah.
1: I mean the fact that more people are buying merch means that you know his fan base is obviously growing. So I mean if you're an executive in WWE, you're hoping that that correlates to he's getting more over with fans. And I would really like to see the demographic of the people of the people who bought, you know, the Roman Reigns merch. Whether it was
0: me too, because I could bet you that it's twelve a bunch of kids
1: stuff, or if it was if it was woman's clothing. Because the one of the things that you know a lot of articles that I read, are just like, oh, Roman Reigns primarily has a big fan base with kids and women,
0: which makes sense. Which makes complete sense because mm, he looks like a superhero and he's attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The weird. It almost sounds like someone else who was just number one in merchandise, John Zeno.
1: <laughs> but, um, so I'm very, I, I'd be very intrigued to want to see the, see the demographics and that, yeah, you know, me too. but, but I do think that if you're in I'm, I'm just speaking at this point as if I'm a, a, a WWE executive, you would think that this means that he started to get more older, or well, at least it, starting to, it, because you started to see, I guess, traces of it in crowds, even though it's still it's it's still very polarizing, it's still very boo. boo- yeah. Is. So half most most of the arena boos. While well. you can still hear very audible cheers,
0: but not only not only does it tell you that he's getting more over, but it kind of it as far as like op- officials in WWE are concerned, it confirms their previous thoughts that he has been over, because it's not like he just did this overnight. Right. Like, obviously, this had to build up. So. Yeah, honestly, and God, that scares me because I, I still don't think he's the top guy, but we can talk about that another day.
1: I was, I was going to say, I mean, there's, I mean, it should be noted for everyone who's un, unaware, I am a Roman Reigns
0: fan. And I don't think I he's, don't I don't think is. he's, I'm not a fan, nah. but I still think he's decent, but he's not a top guy. I I have mixed reactions on Roman. I don't know. Much I like feel... the rest of the universe. <laughs> Not wrong, <laughs>
1: so right. You know, I do. Th- I do think that, he, like you said, he's starting. To, I mean, he's starting to get more over. He always has been over. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that people buying. I think, as far as ticket sales and everything, people want to want to go to either see Roman Reigns or they just want to boo the hell out of him. Right. You know, people either want to be part of that it crowd, which whichever way they want to go, like, oh yeah, I love Roman, or like, oh, I want to be a part of that crowd that boos Roman out the building.
0: Which is and why. That, in wrestling, yeah. if you don't like a guy, just stay silent. <laughs> There's nothing that kills a career more than no reaction. <laughs> oh stop it. Come on. I'm, I just, I'm just saying. What has Bobby Roode done lately? And he doesn't get a reaction because he hasn't booked right. So then they're like, Oh, he, no one oh, likes listen, him. That's not Roode's Ru- fault. I know, I know it's not, but it but then they see it as he's not over. This is a discussion for another day. <laughs>
1: I think I think I think the writers know he's over. They just don't know how to book anyone properly. <laughs> but, um, um,
0: let's wrap it but up. I,
1: yeah, yeah. I think I think overall, you know, the merch thing. People aren't. It's not like people are buying Roman Reigns gear to burn it. You know. So, uh, so you know. So obviously, you know, the the Roman Reigns fan club is growing, and you're still gonna have the people who buy a ticket regardless of whether to cheer or boo. But. I don't know. If you're a WWE executive, this is music to their ears. And if it's, you know, fans like you or the casual fans like, Oh, Romans being shot down our throats and everything. Not saying not saying that's you, but I'm saying that's there crazy. are there are people I know who are like that.
0: Made me sound really whiny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are. And this kind of confirms their biggest fear. So it yes. really just it really just depends on which side on which side of the coin you want to look at it from in my, in my opinion. But yeah. props to him. I'm surprised I have not yeah, bought
0: Roman Reigns gear. Very. I. I mean, I'm also like I said, not surprised because he's full time right. and Cena's not he's out of sight, exactly. out of mind. Like, I still right. think and Cena. The moment Cena pops back up on TV, he's gonna exactly he's gonna be like, because oh, he's up gonna again. he's gonna show up with a new shirt, new hat, new wristbands, and people yep. are gonna buy that, and he'll probably. And but
1: like, like
0: I said, out of sight, out of mind.
1: Exactly. Whatever. But, I mean, it's it's John Cena. When he pops up, people are gonna buy. He's so. still
0: more popular than Roman.
1: Agreed. Yeah, it's just I mean, he's just not there. Cena has more crossover appeal now. Also
0: true. Anyway,
1: but anyways, yeah, we, we went through we a ha- lot of
0: tangents <laughs> on this one. We have
1: we have an entire we have an entire segment and a day dedicated to wrestling that we can go in on, on this. Um,
0: yes, we do. But
1: anyways, with that said, congratulations, everybody! I did not fall asleep in the middle of this podcast. You all should be very proud of me. <laughs> Yay. I somehow made it. And now I'm going to, and after once I sign off, I'm going to shut down my laptop, close my lights, maybe play Supercar for five minutes, and sleep like a rock. But before I get to that, I have business to attend to. Subscribe to us on iTunes if, uh, if you so would like to. Please do. First round KL, subscribe to us, give, give us a five star rating, and give us a review as well on SoundCloud. Give us a heart rating, follow the channel there. Again, just like a fresh round KO. And, and
0: and and Add us and add us to your playlist on that Stitcher.
1: Exactly, yes. exactly. We are now we are on Stitcher now. Every episode from when it was just Kyle's show <laughs> up, up to now with this
0: You don't have to go listen to the just mine. <laughs> I mean if you really want to you can. Please do. Oh <laughs> god.
1: But we are on Stitcher little lo- lo- this up again, first round, round KO. We're we're spreading our wings, and you have to spread your wings to fly. So we're doing something here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, slowly doing, but surely, doing good things. Slow and steady wins the race. Hell yeah! What what what, what book was that from? That's the about, tor- that's from like that's, an ASAP's the, the
0: tortoise and the in the hair,
1: there. wasn't yeah. It? yeah, that's not that's not an ASAP fable, was it? ASAP not ASAP 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 Rocky right ASAP gang <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow we're tired holy crap oh
1: oh my goodness I could just picture somebody reading towards of the paradox they're just here in the back ASAP <laughs> oh like I need to go to bed <laughs> oh I love slow I turtles
0: stop. that's my problem sorry
1: sorry <laughs> Oh, it's 2018. That would still be good enough to get us a record deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Follow, us on, follow the show on Twitter to figure out how much more stupidity we could possibly say. <laughs> At Frko Podcast. Follow Kyle, who's most likely going to release the, the Harry Potter spinoff of, apparently, my sacred stone. Soon. And my me being the advocate of the you know i'll get to that when i get to my part uh follow kyle at olsen 2 get 18 and if you want to follow me uh i would also say to also follow me as well because with all the warhawk sports coming up now that i will yes. be returning now that i'll be back in whitewater you know it's right right back to the grind for me but to figure out more on that to, to follow my journeys there more about the show about my other stuff and just to figure out why i am why i am the Spokesperson, the unofficial spokesperson, and the speaker of the gospel, and the spreader of the gospel for the soon to be reigning, defending, undisputed future NFL MVP, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Thanks, Paul Heyman. Uh, um, <laughs> follow me at Conamore underscore seven.
0: Links in the description.
1: When did I start doing that Paul Heyman thing? I don't even know. Raining,
0: <laughs> defending! <laughs> Undisputed. Oh, uh, now he's off TV. I'm sad that, now. Um, did, I, did you do that on Hawk Talk? I don't think. No, I never did. No. I, I
1: don't. I always just. I always just went off on a tangent, calling, saying Deshaun Watson's the chosen one. I don't think I ever pulled a Paul Heyman.
0: I think you started on here then.
1: I'm so gonna continue the Paul Heyman when I go down the show. Hell yeah. Like When I start Hawk Talk. Hell yeah! But anyways, next time. On first round KO, AFC North. We finally finished the divisions, so we have v- so we have that to look forward. To, you have that to look forward to, and also in addition, stay very closely tuned for obviously Wrestling Wednesday, the second ever edition on Wrestling Wednesday, yeah. and, and 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 both of those shows will be the last two where I'm calling in on Skype for oh hopefully quite a while.
0: That's exciting.
1: Because this Wednesday, I go back to Whitewater, which means on Thursday we
0: record both of us in, in the studio, studio. Yeah. and it's going to sound great. Oh, it's going to be amazing! Also, okay. quick shout out on go check out go either on Twitter or on YouTube. Go check out Wrestle and Flow. He only has one song out right now, but he's releasing new ones soon. He does he raps over WWE theme songs, and the first one that he released is a rap, is an Undisputed Era rap over. The Undisputed Era theme song, and it is amazing. Go check it. Why out. am I? Why am I now knowing about this? Usually, I'm because you weren't on it. your phone this weekend, Connor. <laughs> I retweeted it like four times. <laughs> I wasn't
1: on my phone. You're right. <laughs>
0: I was. I was in the middle of nowhere, and I had a wedding. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm not going to be the guy yeah. who who just goes texting what? on his phone in the then middle of a beautiful wedding. Don't
0: get mad at me for missing a great rap. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to find
1: it, and I'm glad that we're spreading the good word about Russell and Flow. Yes. So, yes. Go check him out. Go listen to him. I I will for sure because you had me at undisputed era theme song, and rapping, and both. So I I have something else to tend to before I go sleep like a rock. And so (laughs) and so to all of you when when you guys when this episode drops. So listen to Russell and Flow. Stay tuned for uh for our episodes coming up. And, yeah, just be be ready for Wednesday. There's going to be two great episodes coming out. So be going to look up for that. Which is gonna be the next time we shock the system Some day one.
0: Please don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lakes down in Michigan. Had a good year, kinda tired, where the mission is. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the sender bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis dag, stone cold bachelor, acid and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. You. you see me as a a challenge to manage your intuition.